Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Hi, I'm Alana McGinn, founder of GoodnightSleepSite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. Our global team of certified sleep consultants can work one-on-one with you to help your family members sleep better. From babies to teens and adults as well, we can help you put the right sleep plan together to help your child or yourself sleep better. Remember the sleep plan is only part of the process. The ongoing support you will receive from your good night consultant is what will help you stay consistent, accountable, and sleep educated to make sure you are successful in your overall family sleep goals. Our goal is to help you become your own family's sleep expert. And we take pride in our education and above and beyond support we offer to all families who sign up with us. You can head over to goodnightsleepsite.com to find out how you can work with a good night sleep site consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. Guys, you don't have to be sleep deprived just because you have a baby. If you think you are destined to months of no sleep after having a baby, think again. I am going to be your guide in teaching your baby how to become a champion sleeper with the same compassionate and practical wisdom I've used to help thousands of families get better sleep. You are the expert at your baby's sleep. No, really, you are, and I'm going to teach you how to use your knowledge about your baby to create a personalized sleep plan grounded in the science of sleep. I want to introduce you to my first book in the This Girl Loves Sleep series titled This Baby Loves Sleep. In This Baby Loves Sleep, I debunk the myths about baby sleep that may be keeping your little one from getting the rest he or she needs. I use the newborn weeks as the foundation for building good sleep habits. I apply my four good night sleep tools as the basis for your baby's sleep plan. And I help your baby fall asleep on his or her own throughout the night without your assistance. And we prioritize maternal and paternal mental health during your baby's infancy. This is the baby sleep book that every Taya parent needs to own. You won't be skipping any chapters with this one. I made it my mission to create an easy to read, easy to apply and plan sleep book that gets to the heart of what's going on with your baby's sleep quickly and insightfully so that you can start applying these practical science-based baby sleep steps that have helped thousands of our families as early as tonight. So what's inside this baby loves sleep? You're going to learn newborn know-how. You will learn to recognize the connection between your newborn's brain development and sleep. 
I write about sleep environment. Understand the important role that sleep environment plays in your baby's sleep. We're going to talk about schedules, guys. It's the question we get asked so often from our families. So you are going to learn the biologically appropriate times your baby should be awake and asleep based on age and development. The approach, you will be able to find the sleep training method that works best for you and your baby. And guys, who's ready for longer naps? You will be able to unlock the secrets of restful and longer and I mean it, guys, longer naps. You're going to get all the answers to your most common baby sleep dilemmas. I wrote this book with you in mind because I remember what it was like to be exhausted and needing information, safe, practical, research-based information that I could apply to my baby sleep plan stat. This Baby Love Sleep is the baby sleep book that will help your baby learn the important skill of independent sleep, helping your family get the sleep they need. You can find a link to purchase this baby love sleep over at goodnightsleepsite.com and it's available to download now. That's right, you can start reading it within seconds and your baby can start sleeping soundly before you know it. At the end of most This Girl Loves Sleep episodes, I open up my sleep clinic and answer one or two sleep questions that you have submitted that focuses on the subject of the episode. But because you guys are amazing and send me in so many questions, I dedicate certain episodes to entire sleep clinic episodes where I read your questions and answer them for you. So if you want your sleep question possibly answered on an upcoming episode, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at GM sleep site and you can message me your sleep questions there. And remember, I can answer your entire family's sleep questions from babies to adults. All right, let's get started. So I have pulled a few questions from Instagram. And this first question was sent to me from at sarah.reachstein18. And she asks, my baby boy is nine months. He wakes one to three times at night. I tried sleep training him with cried out, but he vomited and I don't know where to go. So this is a great question and one that I thought was really important to answer because often I find when we think of the term sleep training, the only thing we tend to think about is the method, right? The approach that we are going to take, whether it be cry it out, whether it be a gradual check method, whether it be a no cry method. In my opinion, guys, there is no such thing as a no cry method, but we'll say a more gradual method. We can't just focus on that though. We can't just focus on the approach and the method. If your baby is waking up multiple times throughout the night, likely two things are happening. So one is, yes, there likely maybe could be an association factor, meaning your baby needs to be rocked to sleep or fed to sleep or having a soother to sleep. Like something needs to be done in order to get your baby to sleep. So they haven't quite created those independent sleep skills yet. Okay. So this is where we would likely apply a method, an approach, okay? And if you go back to past episodes with This Girl Loves Sleep, I have um, dedicated an entire episode. It's sleep tool number four in our Good Night Sleep Toolkit, all about different methods that you can choose, okay? 
You can also find out a lot about methods um, in my new book, This Baby Loves Sleep as well. And the link for that um, is in the show's notes over at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. So is there an association factor? What kind of method? Cry it out is not the only route to take. Um, there are different methods out there. I'll be honest, cry it out is the quickest, but it's definitely not the only method out there. And when I say I don't firmly believe that there is a no cry sleep method. Here's the thing, guys, the crying is stemming from the change in response to your baby. So no matter what method you use, whether it's a direct method, like a cry it out extinction, whether it's a check method, whether it's a sit and settle method where you are sitting in their room, sitting in a chair beside their crib. So it's a more gradual method. You are still likely going to be changing how you are responding to your baby. And that is where the crying is stemming from because they're like, hello, normally you rock me to sleep or normally you feed me to sleep and now you're not. What's going on? I'm frustrated. I'm going to cry about it. Okay. So that's likely where some of the crying is coming from. The other reason why we might be seeing multiple multiple night wakings is due to overtiredness. That can also produce some crying, right? But if we're seeing those frequent wakings at night, it could be due to lost sleep somewhere throughout the day or at bedtime. So nine months, let's focus on naps. Your baby should be getting those two naps throughout the day, age-appropriate timings for those naps. We're looking at at least an hour and a half per nap. Morning and afternoon is our goal, at least an hour, but an hour and a half is our goal. You know, is he getting those consolidated naps throughout the day? And when's bedtime? You know, if he's going to bed too late, here's the thing, guys, if your baby is getting lost sleep, going to bed super late and overtired, and then all you're doing for sleep training is applying a method, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because all you're doing is consistently sleep training an overtired child, which which is going to produce some crying. It's going to produce some tears and it's going to make the process that much harder, right? So we have to look at that 24-hour picture. We have to apply all sleep tools. So you can find out more information about our four key sleep tools in past episodes of This Girl Loves Sleep. I break it down in each episode, sleep tool one, two, three, and four. You can definitely read all about our sleep tools in my new book, This Baby Loves Sleep, and that is available uh, on Amazon, and it's also available to purchase on our website, and you can get it as quick as today, guys. It's a quick ebook download, and you can find out a lot of great information on our sleep tools uh, on our website, and also um, work with a consultant, and we can help you throughout those tools. But you know, likely one or two things are going on as to why he's still waking up multiple times. So I hope that that helps. Okay. Our next message is from at Rachel Ann Forrest. And she asks, currently sleep training our 10 month old to self settle in his cot in our room after months of only settling on us and wanting to be in our bed. That's amazing. So three nights in and going great so far. Way to go, Rachel. What I would love to know is if we should move his cot to his nursery also and put him in his cot at nap time too instead of on me, or do I do it one step at a time? Great question. So here's the thing, guys. As a sleep professional, I always have to talk about the importance of safe sleep and the safest place for your baby to sleep is alone on his or her back and in their crib or cot, okay? So not on you, not in your bed, not on the couch with you, okay? So that kind of answers that question right there. He should be in a safe sleep space for both naps and for night sleep. And yeah, let's keep things consistent. The best way for your child to get used to their sleep environment is by being as consistent with it as possible. So whatever you're doing at night, you should be doing that during the day as well. So um, yeah, I would recommend getting him in his cot uh, for both his 
naps and his night sleep as well. If his cot is in your room, that's kind of up to you. And we normally leave that up to families. We're all for room sharing if, if that's the choice that the parents make, provided that baby is in his or her own sleep space and not in bed with mom or dad, strictly for safe sleep purposes, okay? So if he is in his cot, for the entire night or for naps and in your room, you can keep that consistent. If you are ready for him to be in his own nursery, you can absolutely transition the cot and himself into his room, but do it both for naps and for night sleep. So that is definitely when you are ready to do it. He's at an age where you can definitely do it. So consistent and safe are the two key factors here. But thanks so much for sending in your question. Okay, the next question is from A underscore Capone 84. And she asks, my seven-month-old was sleeping through the night with one dream feed before I went to bed. He now wakes every two to three hours. He also won't go down for his naps during the day without being rocked. He used to just go down on his own help. All right. So the dream feed to dream feed or not to dream feed. So we have used the dream feed with a lot of clients. I actually used it with my own children. Here's where the dream feed can get tricky. Okay. If your child is able to have that dream feed and normally around at least anywhere between six to eight months of age, if you are still factoring in um, a feed, whether it be a dream feed or whether it be a middle of the night feed around six months. We are working with clients provided babies healthy and everything is going fine. And doctor has given the okay. There's no medical issues. Um, we are working with parents most, most of the time to start weaning out all feeds. Okay. Definitely by eight months, we are working on weaning out all feeds. So the fact that your child's seven months, you're, you're kind of at that stage where the dream feed is likely not a good idea is when we're giving the dream feed. And typically that's given about 10 30, 11 o'clock at night before mom or dad goes to bed. Um, and it could be breast or bottle, whatever they're doing. If we're starting to see frequent wakings happening throughout the night after that dream feed, two things could be happening. So one is we're creating that association. They know they're waking up for a feed. That feed could start getting tricky and maybe not. We might need to start weaning out all feeds. Or what could be happening is when you are rousing your child out of sleep to give them that feed, you're pulling them out of a sleep cycle. And because of that, it could be causing more fragmented sleep throughout the night. So it actually could be doing more harm than good, just in terms of their natural sleep cycles and what kind of natural sleep cycles they're able to create throughout the night. So given what we're seeing at nighttime with him, I would recommend that you start considering cutting out all feeds. Okay. Now in terms of naps, you know, naps are hard. There's, I have lots of information on naps on the site, also past episodes as well on naps. So um, definitely uh, listen back for those. But if you're rocking to sleep for naps, just like night sleep, if there's that association and that's what he needs to go down for the nap, if he's waking up after a natural cycle of sleep at that 30 to 45 minute mark, which is super common, you are going to, that's, you know, he's going to need to be rocked to sleep again to get back into that next cycle. So definitely some nap training likely needs to happen as well. So I hope that that helps. The next question is from at Kezo Lynch. And she asks, our 15 month old wakes during the night and won't go back into his crib. So we ended up bringing him into our bed where he sleeps the remainder of the night. I haven't been feeding him during the night, so I can't figure out why he's waking up. I rock him after a bottle to go to sleep. So I have to assume that because I'm not letting him fall asleep on his own, this is the big factor. Any tips to get him to staying asleep in his crib? So yes, I mean, 
you know, you're not feeding him to sleep, which is great, but you know, rocking him to sleep is, is, is also an association. So if that is happening, if you're rocking him down after his bottle to go to sleep, we need to start working on some of those independent sleep skills. And I don't know if before he had been falling asleep on his own and this is new or it's been ongoing. Um, and now 15 months later, it's still happening. Regardless, you might have to get back to some basics of sleep training um, to start working on those independent sleep skills. And like I was saying uh, with an earlier question, the only way to get them to sleep throughout the night consistently, guys, is to keep them consistently in their crib, is to keep them consistently in their crib throughout the night. So some of the wakings might be happening from not only does he need you to rock him back to sleep, but also because he knows at 15 months, this is when we're getting into those toddler stages. And this is when we're getting into some of those boundaries and setting limits. He knows that if he wakes up and gives a performance to mom or dad, eventually that audience is going to come and take him into bed with them, right? So we need to cut that out. So this is where we might need to look at some of the four key sleep tools um, and one of them being the method. So choosing a method that will help uh, you guys keep things consistent and help keep him in his crib. So I hope that that helps. Okay, and our last question is from at L Malfioski. And she says, hi, Lana, love your podcast. Well, thank you. I just had a question about my nine-month-old. We try really hard to put him to sleep awake, but his last bottle of the night almost always gets extremely drowsy or even puts him to sleep before we can put him in his crib. Help and thank you. So likely when we're seeing our kids fall asleep, here's the thing, guys, a well-rested child isn't a child that just kind of falls asleep. So you know when you see those kids falling asleep on the high chair or falling asleep in the car or falling asleep, you know, randomly at bedtime and it's not really time to go to sleep yet? To me, that is a sign of an overtired child and a child that is likely does not have consistent sleep patterns. It could be that your child's sick too. I mean, that can happen too. If your child has a bad cold, they're going to tend to get drowsy. But if your child is, you know, not doesn't have a cold and is feeling well, likely that's what's happening. So a lot of times we see bedtimes where, you know, a lot of parents will come to us, clients will come to us and say, oh, you know, my child hates bath time because the bath time is included at bedtime. And, you know, they scream and they yell and they must just hate baths. But likely what's happening is that bedtime is too late. So by the time the child is having bath time, they are in that overtired state and they are, you know, fussy and uncomfortable because of that. And likely when, when then we move up bedtime, therefore bath time becomes earlier and suddenly they love their bath. So if you are finding that your child is falling asleep on the bottle, there's two things you can do. One is what time is bedtime? You know, when we're looking at nine months, we're probably looking at a bedtime anywhere between six and 6.30, depending on how he is sleeping throughout the day. So you might want to move bedtime earlier so that by the time you're doing, and bedtime routine starts 30 minutes before bedtime, at least 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be the full 30, but at least 30 minutes before bedtime. And likely when you move that bedtime routine earlier, perhaps he won't be as drowsy and tired to fall asleep on the bottle and you'll likely be able to get him in his crib awake. Um, you can also move the bottle to the start of the bedtime routine. So rather than going through your whole bedtime routine of dimming the lights and talking in low tones and changing diaper, changing PJs, reading a story, saying prayers, like whatever you guys normally do, and then giving him the bottle, start with the bottle. So go into his room, give him the bottle, 
then change his diaper, then change his PJs, then have a, a book and things like that. So just, you might have to just reorganize that bedtime routine a little bit. I hope that helps. So thank you so much for joining me, guys. It's always so much fun to answer these questions. And I really do love sleep clinic episodes. And I really hope that these answers to these questions have helped you guys. And until next time, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. Thanks for listening, guys. And be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.